0: Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork,
1: founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. Yes, welcome once again to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour here on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. We are a voice in the wilderness. We're talking all things Kingdom every Saturday from 12 to 1. And we are broadcasting from the luxurious Manchester studios and we are reverberating off the foothills of the Sierra back into the valley Mm. and bringing the gospel of the kingdom of God, and we have a very exciting program here today. We have a very special guest. We'll get to in just a minute. Mm-hmm. But as usual, we have our co-hosts here in the plural. That would be Loto from Loto Ministries. Loto, it's a blessing to be here with you in Jesus' name. Blessing being here, brother. Good afternoon, everyone. And we have Phil Ville, our celebrity, edgy millennial here here to uh, to speak into. Uh, What we're looking at as far as how do we function as citizens of the kingdom of God, especially in these very perilous times that we're in, how do we respond Mm -hmm. as kingdom citizens to the challenges that we're facing? But, you know, there's great hope that we have in Christ and we do. Uh, recognize that he knows the end from the beginning, and we're going to be looking into God's word. We're not going to shy back from sharing the gospel of the kingdom and giving people opportunity to come to faith and become a member or a citizen of the kingdom of God. We'll be reading scripture and always filtering through what the Holy Spirit is telling us through God's word. And so you can join us also on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, even on Apple Podcasts. And uh, please uh, like and subscribe and share so we can get the gospel out there. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're going to be looking at today, actually, you know what, let's go ahead and give the tease there if you could, Phil.
2: Yeah, for today we have the great John Somerville, a great interview. He's back. He's going to be talking about the Iran deal. And then also, too, we're going to be talking about what's happening down south for the border surge. and More specifically, how to love the stranger. There's a mission field down there. And we want to make sure that we are reaching people for Jesus. And also, too, we'll be talking about the unconstitutional federal court rules. California can't force churches to cover abortions. There's a win right there for AB 107. Uh, we we'll also be talking about AB 107 Youth Abortion Sanctuary in California. And we can't wait to also to be talking about the transformational... Worship about, uh, and this is a song that came out from m and some, some lyrics that you know some Christians are really happy about. Some are maybe even be
1: having some additional questions. So, I'm
2: looking forward to a great, great show today.
1: Yes, we are. You know, it says in the scriptures, If I forget you, oh Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. I believe that's you, John, getting that's- a phone call there, but. I'm not sure. It must be Joe Biden or something. Uh uh-huh. just um, So, so it says here, you know, in Psalm uh, 137. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chiefest joy. And so, uh, we're so privileged to have John Somerville from yeah. Zion's Watchman, the uh, the Colonel himself yeah. here, author, Woo. speaker. Uh, traveler to Israel almost 100 times. John, thank you so much for coming and giving uh, you, the perspective uh, that you have with regards to the Iran deal that the current administration is trying to ramrod through.
3: Yeah, thank you, Dennis, Lodo, Phil. Great to join you again. I want to say this, that uh, as I look at the uh, screen, I see that I'm wearing this shirt. I forgot I had it on. But it's a black shirt, and it has the word Jerusalem right across it. But in the very center of it, it has the three letters in the middle of Jerusalem. Mm. And those are U-S-A. And I don't think that was an accident Mm. that that name has been spelled that way for centuries.
1: Well, that's so apropos that you're wearing that.
3: Yeah, well, I actually have this tattooed on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, John, before you get started, I want to say, you know, you truly are a watchman on the wall. And, uh, you know, we read uh, here in uh, Isaiah 62, For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp That burns, And it says, I've set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, which shall neither slumber nor sleep. They will not hold their peace day nor night. Uh, and, and, And he says that you that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent and give him no rest until he establish and make Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. And John, you know, you're constantly bringing us back to the awareness of our need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love her. And um, we see in Ezekiel three that it says that uh, the Lord told Ezekiel, I'm going to send you to a stiff necked people and they're not going to hear you, but I've set you as a watchman. And um, if, uh, if you don't warn them, their blood will be on your head. But if you warn them and they don't repent, their blood will be on their own head. So John, thank you so much for keeping us abreast of what's going on. We're really looking forward to hearing your insights on this Iran deal.
3: Well, I think this is one of the most important and most terrible things that we in the United States could do to Israel, and that is to join with the one country that has been working now for nearly 30 years to get rid of Israel with a nuclear weapon, and that's Iran. And uh, I echo uh, what you say in Ezekiel 33 where it talks about the watchman, If the watchman, and our our ministry is called Zion's Watchman, and and many years ago when my wife and I chose that name, I don't think we by any means knew the depth of what it is. But today we feel like that watchman on the wall. It says, if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, that man will be taken Mm -hmm. away because of his sin but I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. And that means we've got to speak up. And this has been so burning in my bosom (laughs) the last uh, couple of weeks because we're getting closer and closer to doing the greatest damage that we can possibly do to the one country that God has specifically set apart, and that's Israel. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's getting back into this dangerous dangerous deal with iran and iran has made no bones about it i mean yes they'll lie but everybody knows they're lying and they'll say oh this is just for medical research and so forth there's no question about what it's for it's to do uh, to build a weapon of mass destruction and to be used against israel but what we forget and we have paid no attention to since 1979 when the ayatollah khomeini came back into Iran and took it over. He said he's got to get rid of the two devils, the two devil spirits, the evil Mm -hmm. spirits in the world. And the first one is Israel, but it's only on the way to the United States because the United States has been backing Israel. Now, we're on the verge of pulling out our support from Israel. Um, Of course, our administration would never say that. They mouth all kind of words like... uh, how important Jerusalem is to them and all that, but look at their actions and see what they're doing. So for days now, um, president Biden has refused to take a phone call from the prime minister of Israel who wants to talk uh. about moving so much closer and faster and rejoining this. And he's refused to take a call in the white house. just said, Oh, he's on vacation. But, um uh, um, just a few hours ago, there was a phone call between uh, Prime Minister Yair Lapid, uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, and he spoke with President Joe Biden about Biden's efforts to return to the nuclear deal. And um, I'm, uh, I hate to say this, but I'm very confident that it made no difference to Biden. His mind has been made up for the longest time to go ahead with this. Let- Let me talk, uh, if we have just a couple of minutes, of what that deal was all about and a little bit of the history of it so we can put it into a context. The original Iran deal was called the Joint Comprehensive Plan for Action, Plan of Action, actually, uh, JCPOA, Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, And that's the official name of it. And like most things that have been coming out of this administration, the name is extremely um, misleading. Um, It's just like uh, we're going to solve inflation by giving all this money away and we're going to resolve it and we're going to cut it down. And and anyone with um, half a brain goes, you know what, that's a terrible lie to name these programs exactly the opposite of what they are. Mm -hmm. 2015 was when this deal – came, and I I call it a deal, and technically it has to be called a deal because it's not a treaty. Mm -hmm. Now, they try to say it's a treaty, but a treaty by our government has to be sanctioned, I mean, has to be okayed by the um, Senate. Right. Obama knew this would never pass the Senate, so he just did it really as an executive action, but something that has such major repercussions because... God made a covenant with Abram 3,500 years ago, maybe even more than that, maybe 4,000 years ago. This was one of the first covenants Mm. that we have uh, in Scripture. Genesis 12, 3, you can see the start of it. And in that covenant, God said, I'm going to bless those that bless you, and I'm going to curse those that curse you. And if we do something to curse Israel because Israel is full of the descendants of Abraham and uh, you can read there in Genesis 12 and Genesis 15 that these this covenant with Abraham is to be passed on through his descendants and the descendants today are the Jews and I don't care where they are whether they're in the United States whether it's 7 million of them in Israel or scattered around the world They are Abraham's descendants. And God said, you better bless the descendants of Abraham. And that's what we have to do. And that's the reason for the watchman on the wall crying out. Because basically this whole deal was made in the first place to somehow ingratiate ourselves with um, the UN. And so we brought in five members of the UN and the Security Council. And it's China and Russia, among others, and Whoa. you know where they stand on most issues when it comes to the United States. Uh-huh. And we became partners uh, with them, uh, and along with France and Germany and um, and the European Union. All of these people kind of got in there, and the whole idea was, we can trust Iran. We'll just make a deal with them. And, of course, we put a plane load of money um, uh, on the tarmac in Tehran, and no one really knows the no- those numbers, but it was in the billions.
1: That was under Obama's administration, correct?
3: Under Obama's administration, ex- exactly right.
1: You know, they call and- it a deal, John, and it's a deal for Iran, that's for sure. It's a sweet deal. It's not a deal so, for Israel.
3: No, and it certainly shows our naive- naivety about um, how to deal in the Mideast, in the East uh, marketplace, if you show that you want something so badly, the price is going to go way up. And when you think you've got a deal at the last minute, they're going to add some more things that are to their benefit. Oh, you know,
1: John, in your career uh, in the Marines, you, know, you had uh, a season there where you were dealing specifically with Middle East uh, interactions and um, communications. Correct?
3: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Well, what what did what what was that like? How's that played into? Your perspective. I mean, you're a you're a man of experience. You you have, have, have fought in in the Vietnam War. You're uh, you're a Marine um, Colonel, and uh, you were in the Middle East, and you were dealing with communications and such in the Middle East. Um, and you just shared a little bit about how you know business works in the Middle East. Uh, how does that play into your understanding of what's going on there?
3: Well. Right now, in order to let us back in to the deal, they are going to make us pay a price. And they're mm-hmm. going to—one for thing, they've made us crawl. Uh, Iran will not sit down and talk with us face-to-face. Now, they, they are the biggest liars, and they are the biggest supporters of terrorism in the world. And yet, they won't sit down face-to-face with us, because basically what they're saying is, we can't trust you. So— For the last um, almost year and a half now, we've been begging to get back into this deal. So uh, we went to Vienna, and we can't even be in the same hotel with the Iranians and the rest of the P-plus-five representatives. We have to be in a separate hotel, and then they'll just send runners over with things to tell us. Now, recently, they sent a uh, a representative to do the dealing with the United States, and guess where he came from? Russia. Russia. He was the Russian representative, so we're dealing with some of the massive liars of all times. And every time it looks like the United States has a deal to get back in, then more things are added at the last moment by the Iranians. Well, that's just typical. Does John? Because Do you
1: know that- does John Kerry have his hands on this?
3: Well, I'm sure he does, only because this was really his brainchild. He and mm-hmm. a woman named Wendy Sherman who is now the assistant secretary of state Um, Anthony Blinken and others were involved with it but not as deeply as Wendy Sherman and the uh, amazing thing about all of this is we go in there thinking that they're telling us the truth now there's been evidence over the years that they'd been cheating on this deal even when they agreed not to raise the um uh the uranium uh, beyond um, 6.37 percent, they're up to in some places 60 percent now on the uranium that they've been enriching, and they—I don't know how they do this—but once once they hit the 60 percent, it's only a quick change on the uh, process to reach 90 percent, and that's nuclear weapons grade, and they're very close to that. Some people think they've already passed that and they already have been stockpiling this visionable material that can be used in weapons. There's only one reason for that weapon, and it's to attack Israel.
1: My goodness. You know, there's an ideology that's driving this, it appears. It's certainly, uh, I think, a deception that the decision makers are duped. Uh, they're following a particular that's been in place for years I mean why in the world would they be doing this I can't imagine a motivation behind this other than just uh, falling into the hands of of the enemy both spiritually and naturally
3: one answer is money okay Iran uh, is is a large uh, market and um, these especially the European Union um, countries they want to be involved with Iran another reason is Iran has oil and um The reason uh, we got into this and what we said to Iran was, if you'll stop making this nuclear weapon, we'll take some of the sanctions off you that we've put on you. And, of course, that's been give and take. But Iran has found other ways to get around those sanctions. And guess who's buying most of their oil? You're right. It's China. And who's China selling it to? Russia. And then you get into Russia attacking Ukraine and the fact that Russia is attempting to strangle, put a stranglehold um, on the uh, gas lines that go into Europe, because Europe has all fallen into this trap of, gee, we can get it cheaper from Russia. Why don't we do that? Let's shut down our nuclear power plants, et cetera, et cetera. This whole thing is all tied to money. And when you get into money, then you get into greed, you get into all these kind of things. And Guess Who's Son was involved in a lot of these things, not only in...
1: Is there a laptop tied to that name? Pardon me? Is there a laptop tied to the name of that son that you're referring to?
3: (laughs) Yeah, his name is uh, Laptop (laughs) Junior. But look, this is a warning to the United States. We can't let this go through. And I mean, we people, we have to be involved in doing this because it is a damnable curse that is being sent toward Israel. Now, I know God is going to protect Israel. This is not an existential uh, deal against Israel because God has other promises for them, but it's us, and it's the people that go along with us. We have allies who will jump in on this, maybe not out of greed, but just the fact that they're allies of the United States and they need us, and we've got, once they start to need us, then we've got strings attached to them. And we can't do this. We can't allow this to go through. Now, if Biden jumps in and does this, it still can be stopped um, by the Congress and by the Senate, especially if the Republicans have a majority in either one of those houses. If not, if we sit back and say, oh, woe is me, and I, oh, yeah, I forgot to vote, all of those kind of things, this is going through. This is a godless approach to thinking. And, and, you know, you talk about the other issues that have come out of this administration. And take a look. Tell me how many of these things are godly. It's You don't need more than one finger to count on them, and I'm not sure what that'll be. The godless things that have been brought forth boldly, so boldly you uh. stick your finger in God's eye. Uh. And this is... This is the worst we can do is to sell out our Jewish brothers and sisters, our Israelis, Jews no matter where they are. This whole thing is aimed at destroying Israel and and Israel will not be destroyed, but it doesn't mean that the ramifications will not come on our, on our nation. We need, I'll tell you what we need. We need ministers all across this country standing up every Sunday morning and laying out the Word of God and talking about being watchmen Uh. and talking about praying for the peace of Jerusalem because people are not aware of it. I run into so many Christians who say, well, we don't even have a television. No, I don't watch any news at all. It just upsets me. Okay, we're supposed to be watching what's going on in the world and applying um, God's Word to it. And if we're not doing that, then we're not fulfilling the walk that Jesus walked and he talked about what was going on uh, in the world what's going to go on in the world he was setting that um, that way for us to do that that's why he gave us minds that's why our minds are supposed to be sharpened by God's word and it's like it says in Hebrews about Abram when Abram was marching for three days to uh, sacrifice Isaac It says he reasoned that God could raise the dead. And so consequently, he went ahead uh, right up to the point where he was stopped by God at the last moment. He said, I know that you really trust me. And uh, these are the kind of things that we have to do. If it's unpopular, so what?
1: That's what being a citizen of the kingdom of God is about. I'd like to have you go over a little bit in the next segment if you have a little more time, John. You're listening to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour. That's Talk Radio 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. And we have the colonel here, John Somerville, and we're talking about what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom. And And John, you know, like you said, we need to speak up. Uh, Pastors and leaders need to speak up from the pulpit with regards to this because this is spiritual warfare that's going on and uh, it is about uh, resisting the forces of darkness. You know, John, when you mentioned uh, about how that uh, the uh, Iranian uh, leader, the Ayatollah Khomeini, said that uh, there were two devils that needed to be defeated and that was the United States and, and Israel. Um, the two great satans it's interesting that we do see a demonic force in daniel 10 Uh, it's called the prince of persia Mm -hmm. and the angel appeared to daniel when he was fasting and he said uh, i was uh, sent to you immediately when you were fasting but i was uh, hindered by the prince of the kingdom of persia this is a spiritual power and it says michael the chief archangel came and overcame him and so we do understand that there are spiritual entities and powers that uh, rule in in the nations and uh, we must speak up and you know some some leaders will say well I don't want to be political well we're talking about principles here principles like you said you know Jesus went about and he dealt with what was going on uh, in, in the world and confronted the forces of evil and spoke up and that's what we're doing here on Kingdom Talk as citizens of the kingdom is recognizing that we need to speak up on, on abortion. That's a principle. It's a principle of life. We need to speak up and stand for Israel and understand that God is setting the stage to bring about a restoration of the nation of Israel, both naturally and spiritually. So John, your perspective so important and we thank you so much for giving us a warning shot across the bow and warning us to, to be aware, to be alert, to be sober, to be looking Lifting up our heads when we see these things begin to come to pass, but John, you know what? What, what specifically do you think um, this deal is going to do as far as threatening Israel? What kind of empowerment will Hezbollah or Hamas or the Syrian contingencies there uh, receive uh, by proxy through Iran if this deal goes through?
3: Well, if this deal goes through, um, Israel has made no bones about. It the fact that they're going to take this program out. Now, they've been working surreptitiously for a long time inside of Iran. There's been a lot of explosions in electrical outlets, uh, out, outages, and all of these kind of things that the finger always points at Israel being behind it, and I believe they are. A lot of um, scientists um, have miraculously had their cars blow up under them, different things like this. Israel's not messing around because they know this is aimed at the destruction Mm -hmm. of millions of people if, in fact, uh, Iran ever went ahead with this. This is why in 1981 the decision was made by Menachem Begin to fly into Beirut and blow away Saddam Hussein's nuclear um, uh, facility, before it went online because they knew if they did it after it was online they would be releasing nuclear waste all over that part of the Middle East and they didn't want to be charged with that now they've got the same kind of thing that today they have uh, this is a longer reach than going to Baghdad you could get to Baghdad and back um, without um, refueling in the air they can't do this if they're going to fly into Iran and take out um, uh, a facility. But it's not one facility. Iran is not stupid. And over the years, they saw what happened to Syria when they started building a nuclear plant to to, um, do the same thing against Israel. Israel took it out. They took it out in um, Iraq. And now Iran is doing it, and they have solidified their positions all around the country, and it's a very large country. So consequently it's not going to be one flight in and drop a bomb on it and that's the end of it. It's going to take a number of sorties uh, to do this, many as a matter of fact. Israel has been practicing and practicing in the open to show Iran that they're not messing up. Now Rumors have come out that a lot of uh, Israeli F-35s, not a lot, but a number of them have actually penetrated into Iran. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I know what they have been doing, because it's a long flight into Iran, and Israel can't do that within their own country. I mean, just to to turn a a plane around over Israeli airspace is like you need 40 acres to turn that rig around. Hmm. So. Where, what have they been doing? They've been running up and down the Mediterranean Sea the same length that it would take to get to these different sites within um, Iran. But they also need refueling, and Israel's refueling um, is very, very limited to do this. Now, they've already paid for refuelers from the United States, one that can, re- ones that can refuel three planes at a time. They're that big. But... The United States has said, well, you got to go to the end of the line. And they said, we need this. This is important that maybe we don't use it, but we show Iran that we are ready to use it. They go, no, you know, we first we got other countries, we got to sell these to. So they've been holding back on that. The Department of Defense has been doing these things, certainly at the direction of the White House, to slow down Israel's preparation. And that's a crime in itself. We should be doing everything to speed it up so that Israel can protect itself. That's a blessing to them. And so consequently, we're, we're doing this in stages. Even if we don't get back into this JPCOA, J, joint comp, JCPOA, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things I don't want to memorize. <laughs> yeah, there
1: you go. I never,
3: to, I never wanted to memorize Ahmadinejad's name, but then I had to. He hung around so long. <laughs> but um, this is this is one of those deals that doesn't trip off your tongue very lightly. <laughs> if we get back into that, uh,
1: yes, that's um, it's important that we are brought abreast of this, John. And dollars. you're you're cutting out a little bit, but you know it's we. Very, it's very important, John, that we are being. Um, made aware of what's going on there in Jerusalem in the Middle East. And we need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. It says in the scripture, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love you. And that is firing the winning shot. That is where our spiritual warfare is, is in our prayer closet. We need to be standing in the gap for Israel. We also need to be reaching out to our elected officials and making sure that uh, we're letting them know to reject this Iran deal. And then, of course, we need to vote in November as well as citizens of the kingdom, we need to also be good stewards of our citizenship as American citizens as well. John, just do you have a final word before we let you go? I think the sound maybe came back.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I had a notice that said your sound is unstable. Well, (laughs) I hope that wasn't talking about my reasoning. (laughs) No, it isn't. I think that um, we really need to put prayer at the top of our arsenal, yes. I think Amen. I think sometimes we say, "Oh yeah, well, I'll pray about that," and it's like I remember saying this to a pastor one time. I can't remember what the issue was that we were talking about, and I said, um, "I think we should pray about that." And he says, "Oh my gosh, has it come to that?" Wow. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> you know, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, that's the last thing I ever do. Well, I
1: know. God help us. <laughs>
3: yes how else do we communicate with the creator not only of this earth but of the universe that's right and he's told us to do that. And these are the kind of things we need to hold up in prayer and we also need to speak about it we need to speak about it to whomever we can and you guys are doing this on this on this station and, and reaching so many people with kingdom talk Praise God. I am so proud that you asked me to not not proud in a bad sense honored mm that you asked me to be part of this. This is the one thing that I'm blowing the trumpet about now, and I can't think of anything more important to our Mm -hmm. nation and to Israel.
1: Well, you're our treasure, John, and it's an honor to have you on the program. Before we let you go, uh, you're heading towards uh, Jerusalem again. Uh, I'm going to be going with you, Carmen and I, and you and Mary, and we have a group going uh, October 24th. We're going to be leaving and uh, we'd certainly like to have others join us. I understand that uh, there's a couple roommates looking for someone to go with them. We have a young man. He's a, he's a fine young man. He's a college student that needs a roommate. That, and you can get in at a, basically at less cost if you have a roommate. And there's also a, a lady who's, I think, a retired professor who needs a roommate as well. Is that correct, John?
3: Well, she's a retired nurse, nurse. and a motorcyclist. Okay. There you go. And so this... Mm. This is not some uh, person walking around just all huddled over and um, with a shawl on. This is a go-getter, and uh, any woman would be glad to room with her. So yes, we do. We have uh, that that need. But look, if you're a couple and you're listening in, and I've had off of this radio station, I've had a couple, uh, several times who who've gone with us, and you should go. Look. This is the heart of God's world. Jerusalem is the center, and we're going to be spending extra days in Jerusalem right at the center of God's plan. And God has a good plan, and it's not a scary place to go at all. It is God's got his eyes on it 24-7, and I want you to be there with us.
1: That would be great. You can just just call uh, 408-832-4581 if you're interested in going to Israel. Uh, again, 408-832-4581. John, do you want to give any contact out for yourself?
3: Yeah, it's 559-877-2882, 877 The Lone Ranger and Tato um, are, are going with us, and I won't say any more about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, John. It's a uh, a privilege to have you on and uh, we want to stay abreast of what's going on so the Lord bless you this day and uh, keep watching keep staying on that wall and being diligent brother you are a blessing thank you again thank you yes and so as we move forward here on Kingdom Talk Radio that's 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town that was John Somerville from Zion's Watchmen and we are being uh, brought aware of what's going on with that Iran deal but you know moving forward just here on our own turf here in America, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this border surge, brothers. And, uh, you know, we see this going on that there's been, uh, you know, over a million uh, uh, um, immigrants coming in illegally in the United States uh, just in the recent times here. And uh, that is uh, definitely a problem. It's creating problems at the border. We're hearing of, you know, there's uh, people that are coming in and children are being abused and there's disease and uh, crime going on and so on so it's not even safe for the immigrants coming across is it nope it isn't
0: not at all but my question is um, what border?
1: well that's the thing is that we have to secure the border
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, that you know the, the reality is is that there are groups down there there are churches down there mm-hmm. that are using federal dollars uh, and actually enabling some of this is that correct Loto?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a um, unintended consequence, but you know the more you look at it, it doesn't look so unintended. Um, so there, you know there, there's a lot of people on there. They they mean well, you know, but they're encouraging a lot of things that's putting a lot of people's lives in danger and a lot of criminal activity. You know, so I know, you know there, there's there's the thought that hey, you know uh, that's that's federal money they're using. Um, i didn't i didn't vote to put my tax money you know towards bringing legal immigrants into this country you know um you, you know so and, and and a lot of these people are churches you know using a lot of this funding you know that you can say with almost any any nonprofit organization you know there, there's a lot of profit organization that gets money from the federal that does use it for things that you know, not every you know taxpayer you know uh uh supports you know but when you look at this situation it is becoming a dangerous one a million people that's that that's that's uh, that's putting it lightly when you look at the real numbers you know of uh of the people coming over here you know but there also needs to be has uh, there's also something that needs to be said about compassion you know and that you know even as as a church or as a kingdom you know what our response should be but This is a very complex situation and uh, it's going to take a lot of uh, prayers and it's going to take a lot of smart people, you know, to really figure out, you know, how to address this in a manner that, you know, reaches, you know, those, you know, those in need, but at the same time that we're not encouraging wickedness.
1: Absolutely. That's why it takes the wisdom of God. It takes the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and to understand that, uh, you know, it's not loving, yeah, to put uh, these immigrants in a very dangerous place, Phil. It's not. It's not helping them when they're being exposed to disease. There's uh, you know, people getting raped and beat up, and there's crime going yeah. on at the border. And and uh, without having a strong border, they're being invited into this mess. Aren't they at the border? We see a lot of things crossing the border. Not just people, but there's there's trafficking,
2: human trafficking. Mm-hmm. There's there's legal – there's fentanyl being coming – coming. Fentanyl? It's coming through. Yeah. And it, what, what they're saying right now, one out of – it's just – here's a number right here. 4.9 million illegal immigrants have crossed our border uh, since the recent administration has taken mm-hmm. over. And it's, there's been a lot of census. They're handing out phones. They're giving uh, – putting, putting them up in hotels. They're taking them across uh, – some people some places they're taking where they want to go. And now that's that's one side of the argument, but really it's really – Tearing apart families is ruining properties, and a lot, a lot of, of heartbreak is taking place because people are dying. People are dying at the border. Young children, five years old, four years old, in the middle, stranded in the middle of the desert.
1: You know that's the thing. So, so we want a secure border because it's the healthy thing to do. Nations yeah. have borders. You know, God says that, uh, or you know, through the Apostle Paul there on the Areopagus there in Mars Hill there in Acts seventeen that God gave the nations their borders. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we want to have that secure border. But then also, has, as individuals, though, we, we can love the stranger. We are called to be hospitable. Yes. But that's different than mainline liberal churches down there enabling yeah. this kind of uh, insanity without really bringing the gospel. What we're talking about that we are called to do as disciples of Christ is we should be reaching out. I hope we have illegal immigrants in our churches. Mm -hmm. I hope they're there. I hope that we're loving them. I hope Mm -hmm. we're sharing the gospel with them and that they are repenting and finding faith in Jesus and then uh, being empowered by the Holy Spirit to be contributors to society and being good citizens. Yeah. Uh, I was in a uh, home group here in Fresno. I was so impressed with this man. Uh, He came in um, from Brazil and he is getting an education uh, at Fresno State and he's holding a home group. And he goes to one of the larger churches here you know, in Fresno. And I was impressed with the group. It was in Brazil. It was in Portuguese. They spoke and translated for us. And um, he had an American flag out in front of his house. He mentioned the Constitution in his message to this small group. Mm. He's a hardworking man. He's working full time. He's going to school. We want these immigrants here to build our country and to contribute. Um, but the important thing is, is that... If it's going to be kingdom work, we have to bring the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah, and we should be loving the stranger. Yeah. It says in First Peter four nine, be hospitable to one another without complaint. And that word hospitable in the Greek is a compound word. It's philoxenos. It's, it's two words. It's, it comes from the word phileo, and then xenos uh, is the word for stranger. So philoxenos is lover, literally lover of strangers, and so. Um, we can be for a secure border and also love mm-hmm. the stranger. That's right. So if someone um, has come in illegally, we should uh, embrace them. We should share the gospel with them. And if they repent and put their faith in Jesus, then we can embrace them yeah. and assimilate them into the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, some of these people are just going by impulse to try and flee the dest- being destitute, you know, in the country that they were in. And, uh, you know, we can have compassion on them, but we also should have a secure border. Well,
0: you know, Dennis, I I do have to push back. Uh, What do you know? You're white. You can't talk about this. You go. Here's your and there you go. Because you're racist. There you go. And that's one of the main yeah. problems with addressing things like this, because people throw around these nonsense bombs, you know, and it just kills the conversation and discussion. So it, it prevents us from actually having a good dialogue in an open discussion to, to come up with some real solutions to these very, very, very real problems, you know? Um, you know, like like I said, they, they, they call people racist, you're just, you're a nationalist, you're one of those, you know, Nazis, you know, and you don't care about minorities and all that. Well, guess who cares most about illegal immigration? Guess who actually, you know, is, is turning out to be the number one supporter for a secured border for the United States? It's the minorities, it's 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 actually hispanics it's latinos it's Mexicans who are taking a stand if we look at the numbers they're really uh uh coming up and, and and stepping out they're coming out of your traditional democratic background latino uh or latino backgrounds you know and they're taking up um the banner you know of conservatism you know and republic republicans you know and really uh supporting
1: se- secure uh borders thank you so much for bringing that up you mm-hmm. know the beauty of it is uh there's no such thing as bad publicity, they say, you know, and the reality is the enemy overplays his hand. So when uh, false yes. accusations yep. come, it's an opportunity to come proclaim yep. the truth. You know, Amen. I personally am in an interracial marriage myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, done a lot of international work. Uh, in the mission field and gone and risked my life. Come on. Uh, to share the gospel with yeah. every n- nation, tribe, people, and tongue that I can reach. Yes. And so, you know, you can call me what you want, but uh, I stand before God and uh, I'm his child. Hey, and he, he's the one who defines who I am. You know, my, yes. I have a brother who was shot in the head by an African American man uh, when I was a teenager. He was in Oakland, my brother was, and he's a musician. He had his Volkswagen Gosh. bug and he was backing out of McDonald's and the guy shot, my brother turned his head around to back up and he shot him in the back of the head and we got a call, uh, uh, that night. And, uh, uh, you know, the first thing my parents said is, um, you know, when we got back from the hospital Mm -hmm. was we need to pray for that young man who shot my brother Amen. and uh, we did and we did pray for him. And my brother is still alive today. He has the bullet lodged into his neck. It's still in his neck, the bullet. Amen. Uh, You know, and so people can call you whatever they want. uh, Yes. And we expect that. We say, say, woe unto men when they speak well of you, you know. But the thing is, is um, if they we're told that we're going to be accused falsely, blessed are you. Amen. Blessed are you when you are accused falsely for my namesake. And we love anyway. That's right. We we move forward anyway.
0: We yep. minister anyway. We go and bring the gospel to them anyway. Well, one of the things that um, it makes us very dangerous is the promoting of the illegal immigration. So you have you know uh, the number that uh, Phil, Philip that you mentioned the four point nine. That's the number that's reported. You know that that's the number that they're willing to report. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, because you have flyers out there, you have uh, marketing out there that really promotes this. You, you have a big portion of these people are putting themselves in unnecessary danger. You have people who are coming, you know, the the one of the, the main things they say is, well, they're coming from, you know, destitute places, and, you know, they, they're they trying to escape, you know, the tyranny and, and everything like that. For those who are really coming for that reason, we embrace them. We have open arms for Come them. Come on, we need you to. You know, but there's a lot of people too now who aren't in those situations, but, hey, I don't, I if I was in their shoes, Hey, there's America's open. The borders. Open. That's the I'm, point. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm, right. I'm gonna take my kids. I'm gonna take my family. But then they go through the terrible experience that you mentioned earlier. You have women and children being raped. You have them being kidnapped and sex trafficked. You have, you know, men are dying out there, and they're, you know, disease and, yeah, with, with diseases, you know, and, and, and you know, let alone what Phil Phen- was talking about with fentanyl and all that. But one of the main things is because it's being encouraged. It's causing people who are not in as as a dangerous. Um, situation, putting themselves in a very danger, dangerous situation, you know, coming, you know,
1: really for, for this big lie that's being pushed. You know, this is a perfect example of mercy and truth, you know, yeah. mercy, you know, loving the stranger, you know, on an individual basis, um, in, embracing people, sharing the gospel with yes. them, giving them an opportunity. Speaking of which, if you're listening in today and uh, you don't know Jesus, you're not uh, confident that you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You know, the Lord cries out to you today. You know, he says, I love you. I died for you. Amen. I rose from the dead. And he is calling you. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he's risen from the dead, you shall be saved. And so you can simply call on the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I've sinned against you. I believe in you, Jesus, as the divine preexistent son of God who came in the womb of Mary. That you walked this earth in complete obedience, died on the cross and rose from the dead. I love you, Jesus. Forgive me, Father, and receive me into your kingdom. And he does right now. He receives you because he did die for you. God so loved the world. He loved you, sir. He loved you, man, that he gave. He gave his best. He paid a terrible price for yours and my sin. Let's appropriate that. Let's receive that free gift through repentance and put our faith in Jesus Christ and walk into the kingdom of God today, you know. And as we're moving forward here, just know that you're loved and, yes. uh, you know, if you're driving down the road, know that uh, there's churches all throughout this valley, even Amen. the mountain area here in Central California and beyond, around the world. If you're listening in online we do have listeners from from Africa and in India, uh, and uh, to reach out to a good Bible church and be discipled and raised up in Christ. But you know, moving forward here, we are reaching out from Kingdom Talk Radio. We are reaching out from uh, Kingdom Talk Radio fifteen fifty KXEX, and we are sending a medical container. Uh, to Uganda in Jesus' yeah. name. Now, this is a uh, container that's full of, it's going to have computers and ultrasounds and medical equipment and supplies. And it's over a half a million dollars worth of supplies being shipped. And the beauty of it is is that we're only having to pay for the shipping and to buy the container. And so we are working with Medical Ministries International right here in Fresno, California. It's the largest ministry of its type, this side of the Mississippi. And the beauty is we're just paying the shipping, so... We're also having matching funds, Thank so God. it's you figure it out here. if you give a thousand dollars, you're actually giving you're delivering fifty thousand dollars worth of medical equipment to Uganda in Jesus' name to help wow. mothers with prenatal care, postnatal care, because we are pro-life. Come on, not just in the womb, but mm-hmm. pro-life from the womb to the tomb. Yes. And into the resurrection room. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> um, you know, hey, the thing is, uh, okay. you know, awesome. we we are wanting to give you that opportunity. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, brothers, the, the enemy comes in they accuse us of only being pro-life in the womb, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. We're pro-life all ages. All ages. All yeah. the time, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you can participate just by going to KXEX website. Um, just go to KXEX.com and... Um, you can click on the link at the top of the page, and uh, you can participate there. You can also go to gothopeministry.com, dot com, dot com, and click the link and join in and be a participant yes. and citizen of the kingdom of God. So, Amen. you know, brothers, uh, we are we are moving forward here and just wanting to uh, navigate these these troubling times by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Yeah. And uh, we do see that there is a judicial decision that's been made saying that what California is doing is unconstitutional. So federal court rules California can't force churches to cover abortion. What do you know?
0: Thank you, God.
2: I love the quote from the ADF senior counsel, Jeremiah. And he says, the government can't force a church or any other religious employer to violate their faith. And conscious by t- participating in funding abortion. So this is the wind right here.
1: It is. So yeah. the ADF, you know, this nonprofit um, law firm has uh, filed this lawsuit uh, uh, on behalf of three churches. And so um, yeah. we see that the California Attorney General's Office unsuccessfully argued the case yeah. for the state. So that's good news.
2: Yeah, and we see who's pulling the strings behind the scenes according to ADF Planned Parenthood. Was behind the California mandate in the beginning, so uh, ADF attorneys discovered the emails showing the evidence.
1: What do you know? If Planned Parenthood's yep. for it, I'm against it. Most mm-hmm. in most cases, yep. for some reason, because we were, you know, seeing that there's this bill AB 107 that, lo and behold, has nothing to do with abortion, has nothing mm-hmm. to do, obviously, with prenatal care, mm-hmm. right? That's right. But who's behind it? Planned Parenthood. And mm-hmm. what is the bill about? Abortion. Well, AB one hundred and seven is, is, is the one is the one about uh, basically uh, yes, allow, enabling right, yes. children in their yes. in their uh, their yeah, sex. This, yeah,
0: we go over uh, in greater depth on the on overflows this, oh, right. this week. Okay, you know, right. with the one hundred and seven, it, mm-hmm. it is it's horrendous what, what they're trying to do. You know, but this is what what uh, what an awesome thing to celebrate that you know uh, uh, team pro life you know uh, gets a victory you know in the judicial court because man, when you bring it, it you know and you apply common sense. And you apply reason uh we usually win you know so so i'm i'm just i'm thankful that the churches aren't forced to do that well, to me that points out we have such a determined opposition, you know yes, you know the state- uh, attorney general you know and other people are behind this, but we re- we know who's really behind this you know even even behind uh what I call planned parenthood hoodwinked. you know there you yeah, go these, these people are so good with their their <laughs> phraseologies and their names that has nothing to do with what their name is or the labels they put on it but but it really shows that Dennis and Philip that yeah. we have a very determined opposition remember when they were trying to go after companies to force them you know to to uh uh provide um uh, abortions you know and, and these companies were christian companies or catholic companies and then they started going after Catholic nurses. Then they started going after Catholic nonprofits. You know, and, and man, the goal of them to, you know, it's not like they, you know, okay, well, never mind, we shouldn't go down. No, they slapped it in B for Boogie. And came after the churches, not just stores, not just nonprofits, but literally after the churches. So this is a reminder, you know, it takes me back to John Somerville, to stay a watchman. We have to be alert, and we have to keep ringing the alarm.
1: We do, you know. And so what in the world does Planned Parenthood have to do with AB 107? You know, it's it's a transgender bill, Mm -hmm. and so it just shows that they're uh, going in the wrong direction, and we need to be... You know aware of that yeah. and so parents rights right there yeah 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 absolutely it's
0: it's you know uh, so so um like i mentioned on overflow we're gonna go into deeper depths on it on friday but when you start following the bills and you start following the patterns and the way they're releasing you know they're, they're trying to pass the bills you see what's really behind this and you know for those of us on from the streets you know um and
1: from the mountains follow the money
0: the there you letter. go. Hey, what was that that saying you said? Hoodwink.
1: Yeah, plant parent hoodwink. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's 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 so all true. Right. And that's you can find out more information on Overflow, uh, Ext podcast. You can find that on all of your platforms and just like Great and subscribe sure. to that. And so Loto, uh, you know, moving forward here, you were in Kingdom Hall just a week already, haven't you? Uh, June Hall. Uh, I'm sorry, Juvenile Hall. We had a gathering. It's actually Kingdom came. Hall when you're there. Yeah. Praise uh, God. Oh, man.
2: Thank you. Jesus. That was a, a different thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we're
0: knocking on their cell doors.
1: I actually, well, I won't go there, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're knocking on their cell doors and, and, and really, the gospel. <laughs> you know, but I really, I, I really, you know, I, I really thank God yeah. we, we got together, you know, the team, uh, we we got our board members uh uh installed you know and uh, we just had a time of celebration of what God is doing you know in the hall again i mean just just a, a flood of opportunities um i last weekend I got to do a thing um I got to pray for the uh the the department of probations their their new off- peace officers that they were swearing in this year along with the employees that were being recognized. For their uh, excellence in, in, in their work, mm-hmm. you know. So it just—you guys don't know this, but today is twenty-eight years uh, being blind.
1: <clears throat> today, to yeah, this day, yeah,
0: let, yeah, yeah. Let, let me Lord let me say it again. Let me say it again. Today is is actually twenty-eight years of uh, putting the devil on the run. Come on, kicking the devil's teeth in. Come on, walking in God's grace by having a relationship with Jesus Christ and really being the one that benefits most of this relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, so today, so you know, I, I've been saved for 28 years, and I thank God because, um, you know, uh, like I posted on Facebook, I'm uh, standing on that stage, and behind me are law enforcement leaders. You know, we have chief of departments, we have uh, uh, Brian uh, Pacheco, or uh, the council uh, supervisor, the county supervisor. One of them, you know, and all these great leaders, and in front of me are all the new peace officers. You know, that are being sworn in. And the kid that was shot in the face 28 years ago on those streets for his gangbanging lifestyle, 28 years later, standing on stage with the leaders of the law enforcement praying for the future of the law
1: enforcement. Hallelujah! That's God. Only God. That is a kingdom demonstration. There, yes, Loto. Sir. Yes, sir. And you can go to Loto Ministries to Praise support God. what what Loto, Mary, and his team are doing there. The Lord. You know. In, in closing out here, we want to talk about this transformational worship mm. uh, that's. Yes. Uh, uh, an article that, that came out in the Christian Post Phil, you're a worship leader What is transformational worship?
2: Uh, this article here for the Christian Post is, is saying Is moving past the production of worship But more the manifestation of worship The, the interaction between God the Father And us as children And so uh, this, this This is a challenge to all of us Just don't get caught up on just our, Being loving of worship be, But be a lover of worshiping our God it's so uh, right cool true it.
1: right rather than kind of a market driven approach you know and coming in for entertainment it's about really promoting our Lord and uh, when we encounter Christ uh, yeah. in an authentic way that's true getting a revelation of who he is we respond with true worship yes. in spirit and in truth
2: yes and I want to make sure that yeah. we don't we're not knocking uh tools nothing wrong with having using tools yeah. in no in in yep. any kind of church right. there's different things uh, but when you
1: make that the focus and
2: again it, it's 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 a lot of preference so things are, you know different people, people have different yeah. preferences but ultimately the heart of worship
1: so, you, you have a clip here from a new uh, is it a rap song that uh, it's just kind of interesting uh, uh, Eminem was not known to be a christian featuring
2: lodo i mean i mean featuring eminem <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this is this is making a going viral right now just real
1: quick What's the name of the song?
2: This is called Use This Gospel. Use it. uh, Yeah, Kanye.
1: Don't abuse it.
2: Or, yeah. uh,
1: Don't lose it.
2: (laughs) Wow. You got to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven We call on your blessings And the Father We put our faith Kingdom, the kingdom yeah. of demons are trembling Holy angels defending And the Father
0: We put our faith I'm holding
2: Wow and Eminem comes in the next um, the verse That was the, the hook from Kanye And he goes by
0: yeah you want you want to read the lyrics
2: yeah bit so yeah, real quick oh the interpretation the lyrics so those they can't <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Kanye song use this gospel for, for uh, use this gospel for protection it's a hard road to heaven we call on your blessings in the father we put our faith
1: this yeah. is Kanye West now Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: then he says this king of kingdom our demons are trembling holy angels are defending in the father we put our faith
1: you know, I mean, yeah, you yeah, yeah, want to encourage that, you know, and the more the word gets out there, the better. We don't make judgments about people's particular salvation or whatever, but it's a good thing, don't you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's not even Eminem's portion. Uh, Eminem, you know, he, he uh, we're, we're still yet to hear his lyrics, but it's, first of all, I'm amazed the guy who did not cuss. Um yeah. But he definitely has a lot of gospel content in there. I know there's a lot of uh, reactions. People are like, well, "Well, you know, are we supporting sin and all that?" But I, I just believe we need to pray for them, regardless of where they're at. If he's saved, praise God for that. But we, the church, need to be careful that we don't just jump on every bandwagon because there's a celebrity on it.
1: That's that's right, you know. And so we shall know them by their fruits. But we are grateful any time that the gospel is being promoted. You've been listening to Kingdom Talk. Radio here on 1550 KXEX, and we've covered a lot of good material today. We've talked about how uh, that uh, Israel is being threatened with this uh, Iran deal with the colonel himself, John Somerville. That has been a blessing. We've talked about the border surge and what's going on there. We've talked about true worship, and uh, we've touched on some other things. It's been a blessing to be together today in Jesus' name. Let's go forward in faith and confidence knowing that Jesus Christ is on the throne and we are citizens and subjects of the kingdom of God. God bless you all. Be encouraged. Lift up your heads for we know our salvation is drawing near. Have a great afternoon. Talk to you next week.